Well, howdy, y'all. Last week, Derek and Babylon fell asleep on the job, and well, let's just say they're lucky they don't work at Arby's, because they are real uptight dicks about that. So I've heard. Huh, that's, that's weird. I was actually able to finish a sentence without being drowned out by the clanking of bone on bone. Hey, hey, uh, Gildar, which one of them is Necronius? The green goblin in the spiky bone armor? Yes, that is her. But please be careful. Y- y- you know, the scary one who was brought in on the large palanquin of bones. The one carried by all your dumb enslaved friends. Uh, yes, it is very clear which one you are speaking of. I'm talking about the menacingly intense goblin who's wearing what appears to be a headdress made from freshly harvested human jawbones. <laughs> yes, tis Necronius. Cool, thanks, dude. I just didn't want to make a fool of myself or hurt anyone's feelings. All right, time to wow the bigwig. <laughs> Great Death Lord Necronius. Today, I pay you an amazing tribute fit for the greatest, um, death dudes. I give you my stories. Kirkaldin, you will spin your magic for me. And only then will I decide to thank you for the honor. Cool, thanks. Or have you torn to pieces? Wait, 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 what? For I am one of the few who know enough of this plane to know that I do not know what you are. But that will change by the end of the night. Now, spin your tail, Dark Traveler. Well, that was a really weird and dumb way to say thanks, but let's get into this shit. We're in a stone-walled classroom filled with young students, all dressed in matching robes. Their attention focused towards the front of the room. At the head of the class, an elderly, wizened Babylon Goodbarrel stands, on a crate and in high-heeled boots, behind a podium. He's dressed in star-covered robes, with a tall, conical hat perched on his head. I already mentioned the high-heeled boots, right? Yeah. A great horned owl is asleep on a nearby, ornate perch. With a flourish, Babylon taps a magic wand to his star-framed spectacles, adjusting them. (laughs) He then glances down at a large tome, takes a long sip of rhubarb liqueur, and clears his throat, indicating that wizard class has now begun. Tis on. Babylon asks a complicated magical trivia question. Was this me? Yeah. Can anyone tell me how many bat wings you have to roll around a dwarf thumb to create enough of an explosion to (laughs) break through a typical castle wall? Anyone? (laughs) Anyone? An unknown student speaks up. (laughs) Give me a break. Babylon furrows his brow towards the student. Babylon, slightly perturbed, asks an even more difficult question. (laughs) All right. Can anyone tell me how many halves of a Yukon you must go into a swamp past the oxygen levels before you start to find the swamp maids? Anyone? (laughs) Yukon? What a jerk! (laughs) Yeah, who gave this doofus that archwizard hat? I earned this archwizard hat! Tap, 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 tap. As a perturbed Babylon looks up from his book, he sees that each of the students now have the same face of a filthy old woman. Ah! 
and they're all pointing and cackling. This wasn't my spell. The owl also has a filthy old woman's face. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Is there a mirror I can look in? (laughs) Uh, Sure, there is a magical magical golden mirror to Babylon's right. Babylon wants to check that mirror real quick to make sure I do not also have the freaky old face. Babylon has the filthy old woman's face. Ah! What's happening? I was just trying to show my authority over these nitwit twits of their magic and they show no respect and now we all look like this scary old lady. I hate this. How do I do the spell that makes all their faces normal again? I'm going to flip through my tome. (laughs) That's got to be in here somewhere. Where's freaky old lady face? Or is it old lady freaky face? Oh, damn it. Guys, guys, wake up. Are you all right? (laughs) Old lady. Oh. You both wake up and Tobin is shaking Babylon awake and many impish Tobin is shaking Derek awake. <laughs> you guys are, are exactly where you had passed out. You notice it's no longer early afternoon. It's now closer to dusk. Oh, man. That, oh, that was a freaky dream, man. I saw some freaky old lady and it was all these kids and they were mean and they, they didn't like my questions and I was I was just trying to teach and help the new generation and maybe you know yeah I get off a little bit on you know power and being smarter than everyone but <laughs> I, that's that's no excuse it's just part of the deal man I paid my dues I'm the teacher uh, uh, I'm sorry guys oh god what happened god damn it what'd you do to us Tobin hey, whoa whoa I didn't I didn't do anything I I thought it was getting a little late and you guys hadn't shown back up at camp so uh, me and MIT figured we'd we'd come check for you, and a big guy at the end told us you were you probably checking out the 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 curio shop here, and he pointed us in this direction, and and I found you guys asleep over here. Yeah, well, I think your goddamn imp magic put us to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I don't just go to sleep. Oh, I mean, we definitely both don't just go to sleep like that. Yeah, I don't think so. Me and MIT were just back at camp, uh, you know, practicing our flutes. So, <laughs> ah, practicing, whatever, jamming the same stupid riff over and over again. <laughs> um, what's the, uh, how do I, isn't there a way for me to, uh, you know, inspect, like, if there's been, if y- there be magic here? Yeah, I guess, like, in this situation, you'd be trying to, like, take stock of, of everything yeah, that's around like you. Like, investigate or insight or... I mean, it depends what you're trying to figure out. So, if you're trying to figure out, like, what's going on right now... Like in the world, that's investigation. If you're trying to determine what happened to you, I guess that would be an arcana check. Okay, that's what I want to do. Okay, and that's just a d20 plus okay. six. I got a, uh, I got a four plus six, ten. Okay. Yeah, you can't really tell what happened. It felt abnormal, but other than that, I mean, obviously just falling asleep in the road. Ah. I think I'm still just a little freaked out from that weird dream, man. It really messed with me. You usually, I can, I can always pick up on magic. I, I, I don't know. So, something's not right around here, man. Yeah, it's because you don't anything about imp magic. Derek is up and banging on the front door again. So when you like turn your attention towards the curio shop, you notice that the large front door looks to have fallen off its hinges and it is open. Like it fell off after like decaying over many years or like it just recently was ripped off? You notice that the hinges themselves appear to have been split and are painfully cold to the touch. 
The door frame has deep scratches on either side as though the door were pulled out by some clawed beast. Mm. Cold beast. From what you can tell from outside, the shop is a wreck. Items of all shapes and sizes are sort of scattered across the floor. It doesn't it doesn't look like the shop was ever tidy by any means, but it looks like it's been ransacked. I don't like the look of this, Derek. God damn it. No chubbins. No chubbins. Yeah, I mean, like, have, can we search the whole place, make sure there's no dead bodies or anything? Yeah, absolutely. So all of the, the glass and ceramic shards everywhere just kind of make it difficult to move around. Um, mm-hmm. But as you move through the storefront, um, it just, it, I mean, like I said, it looks like it looks like a total wreck. Yeah. In the back room, you find the body of a halfling woman. <gasps> she has a deep gash from shoulder to waist. And she's dead. Oh, no. In her hand, she's clutching an ancient and rusted short sword. Nearby, there's the body of another halfling woman. Ah! She's in a kneeling position and looks to have been drained of all of her moisture. God damn it. She's tightly clutching a small patinaed bronze chest, the lid of which is open and the chest is empty. This is probably what we were looking for. Man, this is this is horrible, man. They just slaughtered these halfling women like they were nothing. That scaly sack of mud crab eating crap. Oh, I've got a mud crab he can eat. It's my fist. I'm gonna <laughs> shove it right down his <laughs> scaly throat until he dies. Thinks he can just kill halfling women and get get away with it. Oh, I hate these guys now. They're dead. Yes, yes. I am also angry now, Derek. We are going to be an unstoppable killing duo. They're so dead. They're so dead. I'm going to hold them down while you kill them, and then you hold them down while I kill them again. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Tobin is just looking back and forth at you guys and nodding. Dead, Tobin. <laughs> you in on this, Tobin? You want to make these guys dead? <laughs> Whoever did this should pay. Yeah. Uh, Derek's so angry he's going to look for something that's unbroken that he can smash. <laughs> okay, you pick up a, a large, expensive-looking vase. Okay, yeah, Derek smashes it against the wall. Yeah! MIT takes a much smaller vase that also looks expensive, and he smashes it, too. Yes, MIT! (laughs) All right, I guess we're smashing vases. Let's find a vase real quick. I can't really get up as high on the uh, shelves, but there's a pretty nice-looking one, hopefully. It's a little too high for you to reach. (laughs) You have to stand on another little vase to be able to get to the the other vase that's higher up. Yeah, like I imagine I have to like get up on a table or something so I can have some like leverage and then like throw it down really hard. Roll a d20. <laughs> okay. I'll pick him up. Yeah, I, I was I was I was going to look over at Derek and kind of hint to be like, hey, can I, a little help. Yeah, you know, you're sort of teetering on things that are kind of half broken trying to get to it and Derek lifts you up. Well, now I want to throw it and smash it. Smash it. You smash the vase. Yes, yes. All right. The energy is solid now. It feels empowering. Yeah. It does feel good to destroy stuff sometimes. Does anyone have any idea how we can find these creeps? Let's see. Do I have anything that could find these creeps? I actually don't have any ideas. Hmm. The bat. We could try to head to where that stupid magic bat was. There we go. Into the swamp. So MIT is sort of fluttering around and gestures towards the opened back door of the building. Yeah, we'll kind of quit breaking everything and maybe investigate a little more. (laughs) Outside of the back door, you notice a set of human tracks and a set of large reptilian tracks that are leading west Uh. into the restless bog. MIT seems to pick up 
a scent or an idea and motions for you all to follow. With a flourish, he conjures a tiny flute, <laughs> closes his eyes, and plays a tune. <laughs> well, I definitely like this Tobin better. Yeah, mini impish Tobin might be the best Tobin yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely the better Tobin, which I guess would make him the best Tobin yet. Hey, you guys won't hear any argument from me. Hey, you know, have some more self-respect and then maybe we'll like you more. Ah, never mind. Doubt it. Well, you're entitled to your own opinion. That's not an opinion. That's a feeling I have. And it's, yes, I'm entitled to it. And it's horrible. How would you feel if they found a bunch of dead Tobins? Especially if they've been cooler Tobins than you, which they no doubt would have been. I'm sorry. I'm still upset. (laughs) Guys, we got to go. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Let's go. We can make fun of Tobin later. You can make fun of me much later. I mean, while we're going to. Anyway, yes, yes, yes. Let's go. Yeah, we can shit talk Tobin on the way. (laughs) As you follow MIT into the restless fog, an overwhelming sense of dread falls over you. A dense fog hangs in the air and the smell of rotting vegetation is almost choking. I don't like this. So this is kind of interesting because basically you're trying to track people who are in a swamp and basically untrackable. So I think what we need to do is we'll roll a d20. I don't know which of you prefers to do it. I'll roll. I rolled a two. Okay. Got a lot of bad rolls. I'll say. For this, it doesn't really matter. I basically have like a table that I created with several encounters and... You didn't make the shitty things low. Yeah, I mean, they're like... Well... (laughs) (laughs) As you make your way through the swamp, you've noticed that the stagnant water's depth kind of varies, but rarely is it ever lower than knee high. So your movement is, is restricted for the most part, unless I say otherwise. Okay. So looking back, you notice that the curio shop is no longer in sight at this point. It should still be visible for how long you've walked, but there is like a dense fog that's hanging everywhere. And it's kind of like you guys are in like an oppressive environment. Don't like this. Night has now begun falling. And as you make your way slowly through the swamp, following MIT's lead, ahead through the trees, you can see light from a fire. Interesting. Let's sneak up. Yeah. We're trying to be stealthy. Yeah. Stealthy slurping. <laughs> As you make your way closer, you can make out several dim shapes. The fire seems to be situated in the middle of a large patch of land. This is all still swamp, though? Yeah, so basically everything is swampy and you are like half submerged in water unless you move to a patch of land. And they're sporadic, but they're around. Okay. So in this case, there is like a bonfire in the center of a larger patch of land and several shapes that you can make out around it. As you move closer, the air becomes noticeably cooler. Okay. Can we tell anything about the shapes? Not where you're at now. Okay. Because of the the flickering of the light and stuff like that, it makes it difficult to see. About how far away are they? I'm not a good judge of distance. I don't know. They're, um... You're not a distance man. (laughs) (laughs) Not a distance guy. I'm more of a width guy. Yeah, I don't know, like 200 feet? Okay. You guys are quite far off. I'd say get any closer, you probably wouldn't need to roll a stealth check. Oh, I am not stealthy at all. I have disadvantage. 
you have disadvantage because you're wearing chainmail. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you have a 0% modifier. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, 200 feet's pretty far because we're like outside of magic missile range or crossbow range. Mm-hmm. I could press to digitate something that could make a distraction. Um, that's still way too far. I guess we just got to keep moving. I mean, I can try to be stealthy and see how it goes. We, maybe we all have to roll for stealth. Yeah. If you're all moving closer, yes. Okay, let's let's move. I'm going to roll. I'll say that it is significantly easier to get 100 feet closer. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I got a 17. Nice. I got a two. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Tobin is like walking across large lily pads and is like absolutely silent. <laughs> but Derek, as he steps closer, you get just at about 100 feet closer to these creatures and you make a significant splash. I don't know if your like pack slips off. Trips. I was thinking that like I would be, um, you know, trying to be really stealthy and I'd be doing a good job through the water. And then I would like lean up against a tree and then the tree falls <laughs> over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just snaps and falls very, very loudly into the water. <laughs> As you get closer, you can make out four greenish humanoids with frog-like heads. They're huddled around the fire and there's an acrid smell in the air. One of the creatures issues a choking croak and then passes a smoking cylinder to the creature on his left. (laughs) As Derek accidentally pushes the tree over into the swamp, each of these creatures looks up in surprise and they do notice you. It's on, boys. Roll for initiative. Okay. 18. I got 16. But now we're 100 feet away? Yes. Okay. Magic Missile is 120. That's good. Yeah, and we need to figure out movement and stuff like that, too, because we're in swamp. Yeah. Okay, so the attack order will be the large Bullywug. That's what these creatures are. Okay. Derek, your second. Tobin is three. Babylon is fourth. The fat Bullywug, then the skinny Bullywug, and then the totally blitzed Bullywug (laughs) is last. What about Mini Impish Tobin? Does he get moves? I don't think I'm going to use him for combat. Okay. I don't think that's his personality. Just when I was starting to like the guy. He's useless in a fight. I don't think he's just like wholeheartedly with you guys as much as he is wholeheartedly with Tobin. That's fair. So the large bullywug gets to go first? Yes. Okay. The large bullywug notices you guys. They all do, but he issues sort of like a an alarming croak and he pushes the bullywug who he had handed the cylinder to and he jumps into the water and begins swimming towards you extremely quickly so he can swim 40 feet in a turn so they're 60 feet away yep he is 60 feet away now and so it's Derek's turn okay Derek is going to fire his heavy crossbow at the large bullywug okay go ahead and roll for that And that is a 19. Ooh. Oh, wow. First six damage. And Derek says, slurp bolt, you slimy muck toad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you do hit it squarely in the back, but this thing is like frenzied and is is still (laughs) continues to swim. Oh, boy. Best him off. 
Okay, it's Tobin's turn now. He does know his way around a sword, as I remember. Yeah. Hold on a second. I'm adjusting something with Tobin. Mm-hmm. This is embarrassing. I'm, I'm adjusting his pants back on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. But don't you guys worry about it, though. <laughs> okay, Tobin pulls out a short bow and attacks the swimming bullywug. And his pants look great. Yeah, his pants are great. They're completely buckled. It's totally normal. <laughs> right, right over his waistline. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he pierces that lead bullywug with the short bow and kills it. Ooh. It sinks into the muck. Thank God, that thing looks scary. Babylon, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, Tobin. I forgot you were useful sometimes. I'd mostly already killed him. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't kill him. Tobin gives you guys both a wink. <laughs> Babylon, it's your turn. All right. Magic missile. Create three glowing darts of magical force. Each dart hits a creature of your choice that you can see within range. A dart deals 1d4 plus 1. The darts all strike simultaneously, and you can direct them to hit one creature. I want, boom, right, you know, one one each for these muckheads. Okay. We already killed your leader. So I got a four. Do I need to roll this three times, or is that they all get four? I think that that's what you get for each, yeah. Pretty solid. I'm happy with that. It's no five, but, you know, it's a four. But you did it three times, you know? Boom, boom, boom. Can I hit them all in their big, dumb frog noses, you know, so it makes them mad? <laughs> Eat missile, muck breath. Because, <laughs> of course, they have muck breath. They swim in it all day. Yeah, so you do four points of damage to each. Booyah, booyah, and what was it? Oh, yes, booyah. <laughs> <laughs> each of the bullywugs takes the magic missile right on their nose, and it really smarts. And they look even angrier. So with three consecutive splashes, each of the bullywugs splashes into the water and is (laughs) 40 feet closer to you all. Oh, oh boy. I made him really mad. You guys better kill him before they get close to me. It is now Derek's turn. There was a fat one, a skinny one, and a wasted one, right? That's right. Uh, Derek's going to shoot his heavy crossbow at the super wasted one, actually. (laughs) Okay. That's a three, and that's probably not good enough. Okay, yeah, the wasted bullywug is swimming worse than the others. He's not really into it, but his pattern is much more erratic. And so you're, what was it, a crossbow? Is that what you're firing? Yeah. Yeah, the bolt just goes wide. Cool shot, Derek. He saw it in slow motion, and it looked really cool to him. <laughs> it had, like, trails and, like, sparkles yeah, coming off of exactly. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He kind of said, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, ribbit. (laughs) It's a good thing Tobin is good at killing stuff, Derek. (laughs) Yeah, go push a tree over. That saved the world last time. Tobin draws his bow. Tobin, that one's real hard to hit. (laughs) Tobin says, don't worry, I've got it. (laughs) He pulls his short bow up and fires a shot, and it also misses the completely wasted bully. Oh, my God. I thought you guys were warriors. I'm a halfling, for God's sake, and I'm kicking away more ass. Uh, Babylon, it's your turn. Magic missile, please. <laughs> Cast. And I will roll. I got a, I got the same thing. I, I got a four. 
or I got three plus one. Okay. You hit each of these while they're swimming towards you, and they continue swimming. Oh, man. Could somebody kill these things, please? So the fat bullywog rears out of the water and throws his spear at Derek. Okay. He throws his spear wide. Oh, Derek, look out. The skinny bullywog also pulls out of the water and throws his spear at Babylon. Ah! And he misses as well. Oh. Guys really lucked out. Oh. The wasted bullywog is still swimming towards you guys. Okay. Hey, man, I don't have any drugs. <laughs> so now it's Derek's turn again. Derek will charge forward at the wasted bullywug and uh, I guess just swing with his longsword. Okay. And that is a, uh, a 21 for 11 damage. Wow. Okay, the wasted bullywug sort of sleepily pulls his head out of the water just slightly, and he looks at you, but when you see him look up, he is, like, completely cross-eyed. <laughs> and you bring his longsword down right on the top of his head. <laughs> and he's dead. I hope you feel good about yourself. Yeah. He was the only cool one. Good job, Derek. You killed something. Good for you. Swamp dreams, you gross frog. <laughs> <laughs> Muck you. <laughs> Muck this. <laughs> Muck on that. <laughs> Tobin is going to throw his short bow down and draw his rapier. And he misses the fat bullywug. Mm. We're going to need to check him for witch ice after this fight. <laughs> he sucks. He's usually awesome. Uh, Babylon, it's your turn. Magic missile. <laughs> There's two left, right? Yeah. Like, which one is hurt? They're both hurt. All right. Well, I'm going to give the the fat one two because he likes to take, you know, he likes excess. <laughs> so I'll give him excess. Two <laughs> magic missiles right down his gullet. And one for the, for the, for the, for the skinny boy. All right. 1d4 plus one. Yes. Let me roll that again. <laughs> I, it keeps rolling four. I don't know if it's just stuck on that or what. Anyway, I got four. Okay. They both die. Yeah! That's how you kill stuff, Derek. Woo! I mean, you did kill that stoner, but, you know, I killed actual threats. <laughs> so is that it on spells for you, Babylon? Oh, shit. All right, guys, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really missled out. Um, I am all missled out. You know, saving the day that much really makes me tired. <laughs> yeah, let's check out this camp. So you guys pillage the bullywug encampment. Uh, basically, you know, there's the bonfire there and their bedding and things like that. But there's not much of any value that they've left behind. They, you notice that they were smoking witch ice. I don't know if that was obvious enough. I knew it was obvious for the one. Okay, I'm going to take that and put it with my other witch ice stash. Quite a little collection there. Stuck into the bonfire, there's a long sword, but it doesn't look to be damaged or anything by the fire can i check out with insight this sword yeah in like so derek is a lifelong warrior and a swordsman yeah and i think that what you can tell from picking this thing up and doing a couple of test swings with it is that it it feels just better balanced than your sword and it's pretty good 
Yeah, it's it's like a better of a better quality. That's pretty good. That's pretty good sword. Maybe you can kill something with that. Good thing I had all those magic missiles that I could have used it on us. So you're like swinging around and just like kind of eating some grape nuts <laughs> with your other hand. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say, I don't have anything to rest for. So while I guess Babylon is like flipping through his spell books and just like his eyes draw like whited out and he's like, blah, 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 <laughs> whatever wizards do. <laughs> I don't know how you could fucking forget Magic Missile when you already just cast it three times in a row. Seems like it wouldn't be hard to figure out how to do it ah, again. Seems but, like it wouldn't be that hard to hit a guy with a crossbow when he's coming right at you and he's a big fat muck baby or whatever that was. I did. This is pretty interesting to me. So how does how does Babylon rest or meditate to regain his spell slots? To, to oh, no, he, he's right. He nailed it on the head. I just kind of roll my eyes in the back of my head and flip through the pages. And I'm like, blah, 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 and like I drool a lot. And I'm like, magic missile, three at a time, and, uh, 120 feet. Yep, 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 yep. So this is like resting for an hour about, mm-hmm. right? So you do that for kind of like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of Tobin being able to sleep, like to sort of like nap, and mini impish Tobin is just like really curious and confused watching Babylon. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of rocking back and forth. I'm drooling. Eyes are just white. So Derek doesn't have anything that he needs to rest for. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess he would like swing the sword around a little bit just to like be cool. And he definitely, you know, takes it and... Um, and he's going to bring it along as his primary sword to try it out a little bit. Yep. 120 feet, 120 feet, 120 feet, three magic missiles, 40 damage. <laughs> Fuck you, bullywugs. So, Necronius, what'd you think? Well, that was amazing. Uh-huh. The way it started inside of a dream, I did not see that coming. I know. And what was the significance of the scary old woman's face? No one knows! And I'm so happy I sent that skeletal horde away. I wanted to hear every word of your tale. And they were, well, I don't know if you noticed, but they make the loudest clanking noises you've ever heard. And it's impossible to even, uh, uh... Fucking think? Yes, exactly! Necronius, I gotta tell you, those boners really got on my nerves. Ha! What brilliant wordplay! And please, call me Necky. And I'm way ahead of you with those fucking skull sacks. I've been giving this a lot of thought. I think it's because they make zero sense at all. I mean, it's not like they'd be any less effective in battle if they had ligaments or skin. Why would being just the bones help in any way? Everyone else already has bones. Plus a bunch of other stuff. Fucking ain't right, Nikki. I cannot wait to hear more of your tales. But tonight, we must celebrate. Oh, yeah! See y'all next week! Nikki and I got a party! 